How are you guys doing tonight? Awesome. Um, I got a confession to make before I preach this sermon. Um, can I confess before you all? Um, I like to pride myself as a preacher who preaches messages that are relevant to what we're going through as a house. You know, we've been going, we just stepped into a, a season of, of uh, for those of you who attend New Philly and come to, come to our Sunday services, we're in a season of talking about wisdom and romantic relationships. So, you know, I wanted to, like, add my voice a little to that tonight. But then, um, um, anyway, my point is, <laughs> you know, I like to preach messages that are relevant, you know? I'm not the kind of type to just be like, oh, you know, what's, what's going to sound profound and good, you know? Like, I want to catch God's heart for this, for this body, for all of y'all, and kind of give a message based on that. And so, um, um, tonight's message, all that to say, has nothing to do with anything that's going on in our house. Just giving you a heads up, giving you a warning. Um, in fact, I had a message prepared that I thought was very relevant until Thursday. And, um, like, it was good. It was good. Y'all would have been, like, crying your snot out by the end of the message. All right? But then I felt a clear move from the Lord saying, that's not what I want you to preach. Preach this. And so, um, so that's where I'm at right now. And I'm preaching a message. Okay? But I do feel like it's... It may be timely for some of you guys in this room, and I feel like it's, it's the Word of God, so it's going to be powerful nonetheless. Amen? Amen. Amen. Um, let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for every single person that's come out to, Lord, just uh, intercede and engage with your heart and worship and, and just, Lord, hear your Word. So, Father, I'm praying, Holy Spirit, for a spirit of wisdom and revelation right now to just fall upon every heart, God. Yeah. Yeah. God, humble us once again with the knowledge of who you are. Lord, we're, just, we're all just little kids to you, Lord. Father, speak truth to us, and I pray that it will be relevant. And, uh, and Father, that um, yeah, your voice would be spoken more than anything else tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So, do um, you guys know who Dallas Willard is? Any of you guys? All right, none of you guys know who he is. All right, he's like this prominent theologian. Really big back in the 90s. Um, a big nerd, okay? Um, I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not like 20 anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm a little older. So the 90s was kind of my time when I was like, you know, like a, like a really a bookworm Christian. And so I read a lot of books by this guy named Dallas Willard. And one of the books, he says this. There are three major areas of struggle in every Christian's life. Three major areas of struggle. And this is good for those of you guys who are taking notes. You may want to take notes on this. But this does not have that much to do with my message, but I'm just opening up with this. Three major areas. These areas are the desire for power, the desire for sex. I said sex, yes. The desire for money, okay? And what we got to understand that is these three are not just material surface level things, all right? They're not just things on the outside. But when you make decisions based on these three areas, they always involve the heart, they're big, hard issues. And get this. Holiness, I believe, and full surrender to the Lordship of Christ, I believe in its very essence, is actually being able to master these three areas. If you think about it. All the sins fall along those three, along those three kind of areas of life or patterns or um, um, that kind of stuff. So, um, so tonight, I'm not going to be preaching on all three, but I'm going to be preaching on one of those three. Guess which one? 
if you pay attention to my introduction, you know it would not be sexist. That is not relevant to what we're going through. <laughs> Tonight, I'm going to be speaking on the stewardship of money. Everyone say money. money. Everyone say money, money, money. money. All right. I'm going to be speaking on money. Now, um, I bet you all, some of you are like, oh, no, he's going to talk about money, you know. I am going to talk about money. And, uh, you know, sometimes I wish we could talk about worship and talk about prayer and talk about other sorts of stuff. But I feel like we're all good at that. But I want to talk about money. Because I want to I see how good are we with our money, with the Lord. Oh, already, already. You guys are like, oh, snap. Oh, <laughs> You guys better get ready. All right. Um, so, okay. Having been here now for two years, come, come this August, it's going to be two years that I've been here in Korea. That's crazy. Time flies. Um, I really feel like of all the places I've been through in my eight years of full-time ministry, New Philly, we really have exemplary culture already of our stewardship of finances. I mean, I know that many of us give regularly. Um, many of us support in-house missionaries. And uh, we all know of our mandated tithing as members. It's okay, you can laugh. PC won't be offended, all right? Um, And I think that's awesome, okay? I mean, this is the first church I've been where they make you tithe as a member, all right? And and just to see you guys respond with desire and and an eagerness to kind of love the Lord in that way, it speaks a lot, very highly, of just the the culture and just the the strength and the health of our church. Amen? Amen. It's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Um, And uh, we can't take that culture for granted. And I think it's one of the reasons why, as a church, we're able to do so much for God. Do you realize that? It's because we don't have, you know, we're not, like, lacking finances in some ways compared to other churches. But, you know, we have the finances that we need to able to church, plant churches and stuff like that, and it's, it's awesome. Um, but I want to challenge us a little further tonight on more than just merely being stewards of what God's given us. And, you know, once again, our church prepares us well for that. Um, more than being stewards, if I can challenge us, what does it mean to be a lover of God in regards to money? A lover of God when it comes to money. Because honestly, when I look at the church, when I look at cultural Christianity, everyone else is just satisfied and content in just giving the minimum amount of devotion to the Lord in this area. We're like, man, Lord, I give you my life, but you know, I'll just give you my tithe in money. Just that minimum amount of devotion, and we're, and we're satisfied. We're like, whew, I don't feel guilty anymore. Um, I'm, I'm a good Christian because I, I just give my tithe. And, um, but guys, tonight, the question that I want us to soak and meditate is, what does it mean to not just merely be a steward, but what does it mean to move the heart of God when it comes to finances? To move his heart, all right? One of our core values, our first one, is extravagant worship. I was going to say praise, but you guys are not. You're right. Worship, praise. Loving the Lord extravagantly means more than just singing loudly our praise songs. It means more than dancing and praying loud. It's more than just attending the necessary functions like Friday Fire, Sunday Swim, and JPM, and all the other meetings that we have in church life. But living extravagantly, it must translate to how we also spend our money. Amen. And okay, so my biggest heart for speaking on this tonight is that um, more than anything else, guys, I want us to really get this. We miss out, actually, on opportunities to see power encounters. Everyone say power encounters. 
You guys are like, what the heck is power encounters? I'll go into that later. Power encounters with God and finances. Unless we take steps of faith in being extravagant givers. Okay, everyone say extravagant givers. How many of you know that you can develop a prophetic financial history with God? How many of you feel like you have that already? All right, I'll speak on that. Um, it's really powerful, okay? And, um, and I just feel like as a church, it's natural for us to seek encounters with God in supernatural healing, right? You know, our legs stretching out and stuff like that. Um, signs and wonders, you know, revelation. When, when, when our pastors drop bombs of revelation on you guys, it's like, yes, encounter with God. You know, it's, it's good. Um, but, but here's the thing, guys. God also longs to romance us and he longs to woo us. He longs to fascinate us and awaken our hearts as we step out in faith with our finances too. In fact, I, I will say that it is one of the most surefire ways to encounter the power of God. Um, I always say, um, I've spoken on this before, I'm not prophesying this over you guys, maybe you guys will see this, but not every one of us may be able to raise the dead, okay? All right, um, okay, I'm not prophesying that, maybe you will, okay? But not many of us will have that privilege of seeing the raw power of God, you know? Um, but I can... But I can say and I can guarantee that, many, that um, despite not, maybe not having that opportunity, we will always have the opportunity to see the raw power of God as you give. And as you see God respond to your giving in very specific ways that are just, to me, as powerful and life-changing if you were to see these crazy signs and wonders. We all can do this. That's my point. All right? And yes, we all can raise the dead, but we all can do this as well. Amen? All right. Um, so, as I continue into the message, I'm just going to read from Haggai chapter 2, verses 6 to 8. This is not the main passage for the scripture. You don't have to turn to it. I'm just going to read it to you guys. So, you guys just listen. Um, this is, I'm just sharing this to kind of paint a broad picture of what God is doing in this hour across the church. Uh, in these last few decades and what he's going to continue to do as, uh, as the return of Jesus Christ draws nearer. Um, Haggai 2, 6, 8. It says this. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea, and the dry land. I will shake all nations, and the desired of all nations will come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares the Lord Almighty. Amen. So in this passage, I'm just sharing it all to say that it speaks prophetically about a great transfer of wealth that will occur in the end times. It is God's desire not to leave the church unequipped, but on the contrary, it is his desire to actually equip the church and release great wealth, great wealth upon the church. That's good news, amen? God's going to personally finance the end-time harvest that's coming upon us and the missions and prayer movement that will undergird it. All right? he, that means, especially upon us as a church, and we're right in the thick of it because we're contending for his kingdom here in Asia, um, you know, he will finance our biggest dreams and our ambitions of faith, all right? And um, it's not, I don't just have to say it. We see evidence of, evidences of this all over the world. In fact, we see evidence of this even from our friends. For those of you who are part of this church and have been with this church for a while, you know, we're good friends with another church called Solomon's Porch. And one thing, you know, PC likes to say or likes to share, um, and one thing that, you know, that we know about these people in Hong Kong is that they're rich, a lot of them. They're like multimillionaires, man. They just they give tons of money into the kingdom of God, and they're committed to being kingdom financiers. And, um, and that's awesome. 
And that's just a small microcosm of what God's going to do across the whole body of Christ. He's going to raise and exalt people um, at the right time, for the right reasons. He's going to release wealth, great wealth, so that we, you know, with the right pure heart, can finance the kingdom of God. And um, amen? And, and, you know, I wonder, I look at not just churches like that, but I look at even bigger movements that are, that are going on across the earth. The prayer movement, the house of prayer, I help Kansas City. I look at Bethel. I look at Hillsong. Many of these movements channel tremendous amounts of finances for the kingdom. Okay? And why not us? Amen? Why not us? Here at New Philly, we do not have any less of a... Um, a calling to do great things for the kingdom of God. But for that to happen, we're going to need finances. And, and praise the Lord, we have prophetic words spoken over us in regards to supernatural provision and release of finances, and, and we continue to actively pray for these kind of things. But, um, but one thing we must continue to do, in addition to praying in addiction, in addiction, in addition, in addition um, to, um, to believing the prophetic words one thing that we need to raise our game in, one thing we need to raise our level in, is building a history with God in extravagant giving. Okay? In extravagant giving, both individually and corporately as a house. You know, we're good in our normal giving, but we've got to build a culture of extravagant giving. Amen? And, and as we do this, we build trust with the Lord. Okay? And... Um, the first way we establish trust with the Lord in regards to this is in small manners, namely what I've mentioned just before, just even basic things like tithing. That's one of the first steps we build trust with God. God wants to see, man, will this guy just be faithful to my word and, and just do something as simple as giving 10% of what I've given to him already. That's one of the basic beginning steps, but we cannot stop there. Stopping there is the equivalent of telling God we're just going to do the minimum. And if you want to just stop at tithing, I'm going to just call it out. Your heart is not in the right place. Some of you are like, you know, some of you are like, you're so mean, Pastor Joel. I am mean. Um, (laughs) I'm calling it out. Your heart is not in the right place. That's all you're willing to do. You know, that's not lordship of Christ. I'm sorry. I'm just like, (laughs) like, I want to like, but you know, it's just, it comes out like that. Um. I'm sorry for those who are listening to the recording of this. You can't see that. But um, we cannot just settle for the minimum. We cannot settle for the minimum. Because the thing is, if we become tight-fisted with God, you cannot expect God to be loose-fisted with us. Okay? The more trust we establish with God, the more God will release. What we sow, we also reap. It says in Corinthians 9.6, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. It's not just a clever, you know, psychological principle I'm throwing out at you guys. It's a kingdom principle. God operates according to this principle. What you reap, you will sow. All right? And if you sow the, if you, if you sow the bare minimum, you will reap the bare minimum. And maybe, that's why maybe some of us, I honor, I honor us, okay, because we, we, we tithe. But maybe that's why some of us are just having some trouble in our personal financial lives. Because honestly, like how has your sowing life been, guys? And I'm not talking about tithing like how, apart from that like how how much extra have you given to god you know probably not much and a lot of times you can't reap because you just haven't sown as much and the thing is god like he sees everything he sees everything guys 
He sees everything. He sees everything. He sees your giving pattern, and he will reward you accordingly. Yeah. Like, get that fear of God. It's like the most precious things you can get. You can get. Like, he sees everything. Nothing is hidden before him. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't mean to scare us, okay? I just mean to kind of just, you know, convict us and challenge us. That, man, like, God sees it, and, um, and he will reward you when you step out in faith. See, God is looking. Bottom line is God is looking for lovers. He's not looking for stewards, okay? That's not fun to the Lord, all right? Stewards are content, 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 to simply tithe and and wash their hands clean. But lovers, they always go the extra mile. Lovers give to move his heart. Say, I want to move the heart of God. Amen. That's what lovers do. Lovers go far. There's no price that's too expensive for people who love. They will go the distance. And for those of you who have been in love, you can relate. Um, now, um, I just feel like, um, this is something like God's been challenging me ever since I became a support raising missionary, actually. And I just want to kind of share a little bit of my testimony in regards to, um, in regards to this area. And, uh, and I want my testimony to show, um, what I exactly mean by financial power encounters. Cause through some stories you will see that I've given, when I give to the Lord a certain amount, I almost... Okay, I pretty much spoiled it. But um, um, I, I've seen God respond to what I gave in such a powerful, specific way, and it's made the most powerful difference in my life. Um, but now, but before I share a testimony, I want to share a little disclaimer. Okay? Um, what I share may sound really foolish. It may, it may sound like, man, what, what are you doing? But um, um, my desire is not for you to empty your savings account to God. Okay? Um, maybe if God's calling you, I'm not going to say he's, he, he's not, okay? Um, but, I mean, that's not my desire for you to all of a sudden just go and just, you know, uh, you know, just give everything you have. That's foolishness, all right? There's wisdom also in saving money. I just want to, I need to say that. Can I say that? And you're like, please say that. Um, <laughs> and it's not my desire for you guys to give to God what you don't have, like giving money from credit cards, um, I don't think we have any problem with that. But back in the States, a lot of people apparently do. Um, That's also foolishness. My desire is that you bring before the Lord your desire of wanting to love him. And let him challenge you on something to give extravagantly. Like, God, how can... Like, I want to do something that will touch your heart. And and just hear from the Lord. So, um, you guys know that I spent some time in Kansas City. In IHOP, Kansas City. And during my internship, after a message delivered by Mike Bickle on this topic... Um, and Mike Bickle, man, he's got some crazy, crazy, crazy stories. Even before he became charismatic, for those of you who don't know, he was not always a charismatic guy. He was actually like a, a cessationist. Did you know that? He did not believe in the prophetic. He thought I was all quack, you know, sh- uh, you know all a sham and, and a mockery. And uh, he didn't believe all that was true. But one of the first ways he, he discovered uh, a supernatural element of God was he was still faithful, even as a cessationist, in giving money to the church and giving money extravagantly. And he would see God reward that in like very specific ways. And so I'm not going to go into all his testimonies. I'm going to share my own testimony. But, um, but like it's just, it, it just, it was so powerful, challenging, and gripping upon my heart that I needed to respond when I was there for my three months of internship. And the Lord was challenging me in the same way to trust him. And grow in this area of giving and giving extravagantly. Because for me, I've always been a little stingy with my money. You guys are like, I relate. I'm like that too. Um, I, I feel you. I feel you. I've, I've always been stingy. And, um, 
And you know, I was, and I didn't have a job at that time. I was, I only had about two thousand dollars in my bank account um, at that time. It seemed a lot, actually. But um, but you know, as an, as a, as a Adult, you know, much later, it doesn't seem that much, I guess. But back then, um, I had $2,000 in my bank account, and, and I was just like, man, God, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to go out of the way and give an extravagant offering, you know, to your kingdom? And I just felt like God was saying, if you can't do it now, you won't be able to do it later. Do it now. And I was like, oh. And, um, and um, I remember one time, that $2,000, um, one, one of my internship leaders, his name was Zach. And, uh, and one thing that's big at IHOP is that they adopt. Like, they adopt kids, like, all the time. Like, they have a huge adoption heart. People who support raise, they don't even have jobs. They support raise, and they get by with the bare minimum. They adopt kids. And, and, and this guy was running a fund drive to, to get enough money to adopt um, a, a certain child. And, and I was just like, and I just felt the Lord saying, I want you to give 500 of the $2,000 to this guy. And I was like... Okay, okay, woo, okay, I could do this. I'm going to give a quarter of my money away. Uh, I'll still have 1500 left, and, uh, and you know, even if I go home broke, um, I still, I, I can live with my mom in our house, and, and uh, I'll be fine. And so um, I take $500 out, I put it in an envelope, and during track, I'm just like, my heart's beating, and I'm approaching him, I'm like, oh, oh, and I'm like, Zach, Zach, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, what's up, Joel, and I'm like, this is, this is for you. And then um, he's like, takes a look at it. And then um, and he asked me the question. I wish he didn't ask me. He's like, are you sure? <laughs> I am telling you. I was, like, I was like in the mode of crisis. I was like, every being, every fiber of my heart was like, no, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, give me back my money. You know? But by the grace, utter grace of God. That was, that was like everything going on internally. On the outside, I was like, yeah, I'm sure. It's, it's for you, man. <laughs> Jesus rules. <laughs> you know, I'll just... Uh, I, and so, that was my first giving. My, my first example of giving extravagant to the Lord. I gave $500 away. I had, I had $1,500 left. And I was like, all right, God. I did it. I did it. Now, where's, what's going to happen? Where, where are my stories? And actually, God had a lot of grace on me because the next day I get an email out of nowhere from one of my older sisters who, you know, who used to attend the church I used to attend. She's like, Joel, I want to support you. I want to send you money. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, and I was just like, um, how much? <laughs> and get this. She says, I want to send you $500. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's how I felt. I, I got like, I got goosebumps in my, along my neck. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, this is for real. Like, God, you actually saw that. I was like, ah! In addition to that 500, I, and the next day I get another email from another friend. And, and um, him and his wife, they're like, hey, you know, we know that you're doing the internship there. Um, my wife and I, we, let, we felt led to give you $250. And I was like, oh. you know, I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Um, people, I have not even asked for money or given me money. This is awesome. Um, and so um, I, I make $250. You know, I, I, altogether, I got that. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I know it's not Mike Bickle, but I'm developing a little history. And while I was still at IHOP, now I had $750, right? Like that I got all back. I was like, okay, God, you've, you've, you've showed yourself to me, God. And so um, 
I was like, all right, now I'm going to, um, I'm going to give again. I'm going to give again. Here I go. So out of that $750, one of my small group members is in an internship, and she needs to pay the rest of her uh, internship because she hasn't paid yet everything. And, and you know, they're, like, sending her emails saying, like, hey, we, you're in debt. We need your money. And she was, like, struggling. And, I, and you, know, I, and I just, you know, I loved her as a sister in Christ. So I was just like, hey, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quietly go to the, the, the finance office and just pay off her thing anonymously. And so, um, and, and it was actually, like, $725 that uh, her thing was. So I was like, all right, God, I'm doing this again. Here we go. <laughs> and so um, I, um, I, I, I take the money. I go to the office, and I pay off her thing. And, um, and, I, and I step out, and I'm like, all right, Lord, all right. Uh, all right, <laughs> we'll see what happens. And, um, and during smoke up time later that evening, she's just going ballistic. She's like, oh, my gosh, God gave me the rest of the money. Someone paid it off. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> and... Um, you know, in my heart, I was like, that was me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, honestly, that was a reward in and of itself, okay? And, um, and actually, to be real with you guys, I didn't get anything else for the rest of the, for the, rest of the thing, all right? <laughs> my story's not done, though. And so um, during my time at IHOP, I get an invitation, actually, um, while I'm there by one of my youth pastor friends um, to speak. Sorry, it's, it's like a huge bottle. It's like... <laughs> I get an invitation to speak at a, at, a, at a youth group retreat. It's one of the largest youth groups in, in that area. Um, and um, it's like a big honor. And I'm just like, oh, snap. Okay, yeah, I'll totally come to your retreat, speak. Fresh off the fire of going through this internship, I'll go. And I do this retreat, and it's just powerful, man. Like, I'm preaching on a lot of the stuff that the Lord's just been stirring in my heart during my time of internship. Kids are just getting wrecked. It's good. And, um, and as I leave, um, now, um, I, I, I preach at retreats before this too, okay? And usually when you preach at a retreat, uh, a three-night, four-day retreat, a generous stipend, a generous honorarium is like $1,000. Just letting you know, if you guys didn't know. Um, and uh, I was like, all right, you know, I'm expecting like 1000 or whatever, you know. And um, maybe less, because I've gotten less too. And the retreat goes well, and um, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, this is for you. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. It's just been a pleasure and an honor and a joy. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and, uh, and guess what's in the envelope? I open it, and um, it's $1,200. So it's 200 more than, like, like a regular retreat. And, um, and if you do the math, I'm pretty much making up all that I gave in a way I can't say it. God gave it back in one spoon of soup. Those two times 500 in addition to – one time 500 and the, and the addition of seven, 700. You guys kind of see that? So anyways – it may not mean much to you, but to me, it was like, wow, like it, fall, it felt, the numbers fell kind of perfectly to me like that. And I was encouraged, and I felt like his eye was like upon me. And so I was like, man, all right, man, all right. I got it. It came a little late, but I got it. <laughs> and, um, and actually, I don't stop there. I'm like, all right, Lord, you've proven yourself to me again. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give one more time and see what happens. And so um, now, guys, by the way, as I'm sharing this, Honestly, like, there's a fear of God over me as I share. I don't mean to, like, boast or anything or show how, how generous I am. Like, if anything, I want to kind of throw you guys a model. Like, if I could do it, like, you guys can do it too. Okay? So 
don't get me wrong here. So out of that 1,200, I'm just like, all right, Lord, you've been so good to me. Um, I'm going to give 1,000 of that away to a missionary couple at Kansas City that just that were part of my church that went with me in the internship and are still there while I'm back at home. So I'm like, all right, Lord, just 1,000. It's like four digits now, okay? <laughs> so um, I gave 1,000 of it away, and, um, and after that, I'm like, all right, Lord, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And um, to be honest, um, I, 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 for, at one point, I got, a, I got the sense that a lot of money was coming as I was praying. I just felt like a lot of money was just going to pop up in my mailbox. Maybe I was going crazy. I don't know. But I just felt like a lot of money was coming my way. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, That's, you're going to give that all to the prayer movement. You're not keeping any of it for yourself. Um, but I'm being real with you guys. That money never came. <laughs> so um, I was off there, okay? And we can be off. And it's okay, all right? But, um, but I do want to share that that um, as I started to start support raising now to, to uh, serve at Eastern Gate, now that I was finished with the retreat, I'm telling you, I just, there were so many, within my support raising, so many different financial power encounters that I got from different individual people. And within one month, I was able to raise $1,000 really quick, like this. Like this. And uh, so to me, it kind of, kind of showed me, like, you know, God was kind of giving me the 1000 uh, And um, so just receive it like that, okay? There's something, something there. But, um, but some of these stories, honestly, were, like, incredible. Like, I had friends who just were like, hey, I want to buy you dinner. And I'm like, why do you want to buy me dinner? You live, like, an hour away, and it's, like, the snowstorms right now. He's like, I just, I just feel like I want to buy you dinner. I'm like, okay. And he buys me dinner. And while we're, having, while we're eating, like, I didn't want to, like, you know, take advantage of the situation because he was already treating me to some good tsundubu, you know? And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to bring up my, desire, my need for raising support. But I just felt like Laura was saying, just go for it. Just bring it up. And so I'm like, hey, bro, I know you drove an hour in a blizzard to come over here and buy me some debut. Man, I just need to share with you what's burning on my heart. And I start sharing my appeal for support, partnership. And then his face, I still remember it to this day. He looks down and his face gets red. And I'm like, oh, snap, you know, what's going on? And his face goes up and he's like, Joel, do you know why I bought you dinner? And I was like, whoa because you're a generous and nice guy. <laughs> he was like, the Holy Spirit told me to buy you dinner because you had a message for me. And he was someone I haven't talked to in like three years since college. Oh, whoa, whoa. See, it's cool. It's cool. It's really cool. And so um, <laughs> I had stories like that. I, I mean, partner raising was so simple, guys. Like, I, people were throwing money at me. I didn't, I didn't even have to beg. <laughs> They're like, one, one couple was like this, Joel. That they're like, they're like, this guy's like a, like a software designer in the city of Manhattan, like really, really rich guy, really smart guy. It's like, Joel, I feel like putting money in you is better than putting money in the bank. I'll support you for this much. And I was like, okay, you know, like it was crazy. Another guy, his father just passed away a month ago. And if you guys know my story, my dad passed away not too long ago at that point too. And so he wanted to get together with me. And I just wanted to get together with him and just encourage him and be like, bro, I've been there, you know, my dad passing away. But, but. He didn't want to talk about that. He's like, you've been to Kansas City. Tell me about it. I was like, wait, 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 whoa. Dude, your dad just passed away a month ago. You know, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't have to share about this right now. We can, you know, we can, we can cry it out, you know. <laughs> and he's like, no, this is why I want to have lunch with you. I wanted to hear about Kansas City. And so I began sharing. And he was like, I feel like this is the reason God put us together for lunch today. And he was like a doctor. And like he became a huge financial supporter, you know, like, he prayed about a number, and then he, he sent me that number, and it was just, I won't share what the number is, but it was crazy. And, um, and like, stories like that, time, time again, until I had, like, a 1,000, really quick. 
And um, honestly, I don't think it was coincidence that I just, you know, like, like broke the barrier of, like, no roadblocks. Like, I do believe that God saw that I was developing history with him, and he kind of rewarded me for that. All right? And that's what God wants to do with all of you guys, too. And, man, one last story. One last story. This is really cool. Okay, so um, um, I, I, I could stay here all night. I got, like, 25 of these stories, all right? All right? Um, one summer at, at Eastern Gate, um, I'm, I just feel the Lord's calling to go to Bethel and go to the super, Supernatural School of Worship. And I'm like, oh, snap, Lord. I'd love to go, but I'm now a support-raising missionary. I don't have a complete partnership base to afford to go. Um, I can only afford $1,000 of it. I still have 1500 I need to pay off for living there, renting a car, paying off my tuition. And I'm like, and God, I tr- honestly, I don't want to go. I want to stay here at Eastern Gate and continue to build this place. But God says, no, you need to go. And I'm like, all right, Lord, then okay, then you, you provide a way. That $1,500 let it miraculously <laughs> appear in front of me. And... Uh, I, I should have known better than to than say that, especially with what I've gone through. You know, it's so funny how quickly you forget what God's done for you, right? And so I'm like, all right. And then literally, like, and then literally, and I, I'm talking to my mom about going to Bethel. She's like, oh, Kachima, you know, don't go there, don't go there. You know, stay with me. You know, you already went to Kansas City for three months. Why do you want to go there for a month? And I'm like, yeah, mommy, yeah, I want to stay with you. I don't want to go. And then, um, and then what happens is that, um, well, one day, like two days after that, I'm walking in the prayer room, I'm pacing, you know, praying. My director comes up to me, he's like, hey, Joe, guess, guess what popped up in your, 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 mail, your, your inbox and your support? Check it out. And I'm like, okay, you know, and um, I'm like, all right, all right, why is he so happy? And I'm okay. Um, I, I go to my support and I check it, and $1,500 comes in as a check. Like literally a few days after I had this question with the Lord. It didn't hit me though at that time that that was for that. Honestly, I was like, oh, okay, support came in. And, 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 you know, I just kind of took it for granted. I was like, oh, God's been good to me. Okay, okay. And it wasn't until later I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, like the dots connected. And I was like, okay, God, you're making it very clear. I need to go to Bethel. And, uh, and Lord provided $1,100 just like that. And then, and then I go to my mom. And I'm like, mom, do you, you know how, how I need it? $1,500? Like, yeah. I'm like, uh, well, it just came in today, out of nowhere. And she's like, you got to go to Bethel. <laughs> and so it wasn't that hard to convince my mom about that either. And so I went, guys, uh, I wish I could just tell story upon story. So much good stuff. Um, um, one last story. One last story. I have time. One last story. So um, during that time, I have a friend named Sean Mulcahy. As I'm sharing these stories, you're getting that there's a history that I'm, that I'm developing with the Lord. And as I'm developing this history, I'm becoming more intimate with God. Because I'm like, oh, snap, you know, God knows me, you know? And, um, and that's kind of the whole point of this. Um, and so I have a friend named Sean Mulcahy. He's about to come on board and direct our Forerunner Music Academy. And um, he's just, he left a full-time job and he's starting to support raise. He's going through some tough times for his support. And God's moving in my heart to give some money to him. But I'm just like wrestling, you know? I'm just like, oh, Lord, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And then um, and I, one day I see him in the cafe area, just hanging out with a friend. And I'm in the room pacing. And then one of our other staff members comes up to me. And she's, and, she, and she's like, give me your hand. And I give her my hand. And she puts in, she crumples in, like, all these, like, bills on my hand. And then she walks away. And I'm like, I'm like, Noreen. I'm like, thank you so much. And then she, you know, she looked a little sad. She's like, and I was like, okay. Um, she, she obeyed the Lord. Um, um, anyways, so I, I get that money. And the first thing I'm like, okay, 
God, you've been reading my heart. I've been wanting to give, but I've just been so stubborn at it. But now you've actually given money to, for me to give, and I'm not going to open my hand and count the money because <laughs> I might be tempted not to give after I, after I count it. Just being real with you guys. And so I just take my hand literally, open the door. I woke up to Sean and be like, hey, Sean, guess what? <laughs> the Lord loves you. Here's money for you. And then it happens to be $50. And, um, and I was like, $50, whoa, you know, I could have used that. But I was like, all right, yeah, yeah, Lord loves you, Lord loves you. And he just starts weeping. He's like, ah. I'm like, oh, snap, oh, snap, woo. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm going to go there. And then uh, what happens is that his friend that they were talking, he sees that, and he's, like, getting excited, too. So he gets up out of his seat and goes to his car to give more money to Sean. Like, isn't that cool? And so he comes back, and, and Sean, he's like in the cafe, but when he sees a friend coming back with like another check, he's just like, he gets up and goes to the kitchen. <laughs> like, it was over for him. He had to go into the kitchen. And so I'm like, all right, God, this, this is sweet. You know, Sean got his money, and I'm driving back home at night at 10 p.m., and I'm like, how cool would it be if all of a sudden I just had a check in my mailbox for like $50, you know? How cool would that be, God? Um, and, uh, and I was just thinking, you know, like, Lord, if you saw that, maybe like something. But honestly, I was like, what are the chances of that, right? I drive 30 minutes back up north towards New York City, towards my home. I pull into my driveway. And my mailbox, I see a white envelope sticking out like that, that same night. I go to it, and I'm like, Sorma. You know, I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, could it be? I open it up. There's no other mail in the box because, you know, the mail time is usually noon, so my... my, my People take it out. And so it was the only envelope in there. And inside was $60. And so with the other 10, I got myself a chicken parm sandwich. And, you know, God is good. <laughs> man, guys, like, man, like, it's powerful. It's powerful when you, when you experience these stories. And, you know, I, 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 and, you know, I was real with you guys. Like, reaping doesn't always imply that you're going to get encounters like that, okay? Sometimes I just didn't get it, you know, right away. Um, but I can, honestly, I can honestly say, after four years of doing this, and I have so many more stories here in Korea. I didn't even, I didn't even go into Korea. I just went into America, in my early stages of Eastern Gate. Like, like, it's, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. Okay, okay, so it's, I'm so excited right now. My, my brain is so flushed, but, um, um, but God will always be faithful, okay? He's not trying to play a trick on you. He's not being like, yeah, give me that money. Yeah, you know, <laughs> stupid, stupid. I mean, we laugh, but a lot of times in, in our conscience, like we think of the Lord like that, don't we? Because the things that we kind of went through. But I'm here to tell you that God, that's not his heart. Like when he sees what you do, I mean, when he sees that you've gone over and beyond, like he's moved by that. And, he's, and, uh, and he wants you to know that he's moved by that. And when you receive that knowledge, it's priceless. There's nothing better than it. I say all the time that um, the greatest decision, I've, greatest decision I've made in my eight years of full-time ministry was the decision to become a support-raising missionary. Because I have stories now, you know? Um, and, uh, and I know God knows me personally. Because here's the thing. Many people walk the Christian walk, but very few um, get to see God move in those kind of ways because they don't step out of the boat in a challenging and radical way. So when it comes down to it, they've got no stories, they've got no history, they've got no experience. And without experience, you lack authority. You know, but when you build history with the Lord, you build a deposit of faith, a deposit of authority for the rest of your life. Like, I am like, like, I, I don't like anything, you know. 
Um, I don't lack anything. I was about to say maybe something inappropriate, but I, Lord, give me grace. Um, I'm doing very well right now, financially. More than I've ever been in my entire life. You can ask Eunice Co. okay? Don't ask her, okay? It'll be awkward. Um, but, like, God's been so good to me, all right? And, um, anyways, you really get the sense that God knows you, his eyes are on you, and it's priceless. There's no, there's no amount of money that you can give to kind of, um, to kind of, you know, buy that. It's priceless. So, um, that's where we want to be, amen? So, um, oh, man, oh, man, I have so much more. It just took so much time. But let me just kind of, let me just land the plane there. Um, I just realized as a young, vibrant church, um, you know, we're, we're all kind of like college students, and some of us are just out of college, and we're trying to, you know, be financially stable, and, and that's good, that's fine, that's, that's wisdom right there, um, but I want to just speak into our culture that um, it's not just about growing more stable. That's not, that's not what we live for. Amen? But what, we're, what, what God is testing us, what he wants to see from us in this age while we're here is can we learn how to give? Can we learn how to have faith? Can we learn how to give extravagantly, radically, in a challenging way? And once again, the thing is, we need to learn, church, we need to learn how to do this now while we're still young. If you can't do it now, when you get older with kids and everything, it gets so much harder. Um, cause right now our, our culture, we're a young church. We've only been around five years. It's like wet cement, you know, it's a like wet cement and it's, and it's, and the more we progress as a church, the more the culture is being cemented. And, and I, I'm sure I can speak for all of us that we don't want this wet cement to dry without this crucial element of being able to give extravagantly and building a history with the Lord as a corporate movement and seeing God respond to that and release the finances all over the earth for us to fulfill the God given mission that he's given us to do. Amen. Yeah. So um, my fire in life is, you know, I, I, I want to surpass just being a steward. You know, I, I don't want to just be a good steward. There are too many good stewards out there. But I, my desire before the Lord is to live as an extravagant lover. Extravagant lover. You only live this life once, guys. You only get one opportunity to live it. You only get one opportunity to do things that will be remembered forever in eternity. But that's also remembered here because God, you know, he shows himself to you. And I want to ask you, what kind of witness and testimony do you, want, do you want to bring before the Lord on that day? Man, I just, coming to Korea, I'll be honest, I'll be real. I, I sound like this holy guy who was crazy apostolic encounters. Honestly, coming to Korea, at times it's been tough for me to want to give. Because Korea, living here is a different story than America. You have this thing called key money. And it's like, man, if you want to get married, you got to save for this. And it's like, and it's, it's been like a huge battle, you know, like, God, I want to give, but I also need to save. I want to get married. I want to live in a nice place. Um, and it's been like a huge battle. And I just feel like only recently, within the last few months, I felt like God's just like, Joel, what kind of history do we have together? How many times have I been there for you? How many times have I been faithful and given to you? How many times have I taken care of you? Do you think that's, that's going to stop? Do you think that I'm going to neglect you? I've been faithful to you my, your entire life. I'll continue to be faithful to you. Stop worrying about your key money. Stop worrying about a nice place to live. And start seeking my kingdom. Because I've got so much better things for you than just to worry about things like that. Yeah. And so in my heart, I made the decision. Just, you know what? Maybe that's something you guys are all struggling with too. You're like, oh man, there's so much needs that you've got to raise up for. But I feel like tonight, Lord's saying, just lay it down. 
you know, there's the American dream and this is the Korean dream. <laughs> you know, don't live the Korean dream. Live the kingdom dream. Because God has something for you here. And it's marvelous. It's great. And he's, it's an opportunity, an invitation for all of us to build a history with the Lord. And that history will change your life. It will bring you close, closer to the Lord than you've ever been before. And you will have, and that's, that's worth, any, that's so priceless. When you just know God and know that he knows you, it changes everything. Amen. Let's, uh, let's, let's pray. Can I get the worship team up here?